Hello, it's Claire Nichols here with a bonus episode of The Book Show, here to tell you, if you don't know already, that Douglas Stewart is the winner of this year's Booker Prize. Now, Douglas is such a deserving winner. He's a Scottish writer, and this was his debut novel, Shuggy Bane. It's about a young boy, Shuggy, and his mum, Agnes. And Shuggy's growing up in real poverty in 1980s Glasgow. I spoke to Douglas Stewart about this book, and he told me it was inspired by his own childhood. So if you missed that conversation, we're dropping it here for you right now. Here is the winner of the Booker Prize, Douglas Stewart. So at the start of your book, Douglas, we meet Shaggy Bain. He's 16. And I've got to say, he seems to be living in pretty dire circumstances. What's happening in Shaggy's life when we meet him? Yeah, I think um, the book actually opens with a little bit of a question. So we see this 16-year-old boy and he is living by himself in a rented bedsit with other men, but the men are all sort of uh, pretty much discarded by society. And so he is in the bedsit by himself and we're kind of, we wonder why this 16-year-old boy is really living by Uh, living on his own. And we actually say in the book, you know, he has no family of his own. And so really the book takes you through the rest of that story uh, to sort of answer where his father is, where his siblings are, where his mother is. But at the very beginning, you're just seeing this 16-year-old boy trying to survive. Yeah. And, And then, as you say, we go back to 1980s Glasgow, we meet his family, and this is a family living in poverty, there's alcoholism, there's family violence. Why were you compelled to write about these particular lives, Douglas? Well, I think first and foremost, because uh, this is the world that I come from. I was a young boy that grew up in 1980s Glasgow, and I came from a very sort of honest working class family. All the men, all the women in my family went out to work, uh, and all the families around me did too. But by the time the sort of the Thatcher government came to power, and by the early 80s, um, unemployment in the city shot up into the 20%. And so it put a lot of sort of men and women out of work, especially the men. And with that came sort of ushered into the city a lot of sort of uh, um, addiction problems, some violence problems, obviously a lot of poverty. And it really affected people's physical health and also their mental health for for a long time. I can imagine Douglas growing up in that environment as a queer kid would be particularly challenging. Yeah, it was certainly um, a difficult time. I think it was a difficult time to be queer, but I think Glasgow is generally a very sort of accepting cosmopolitan city, but I think it's the combination of being queer, also growing up on a housing scheme um, and being poor. Uh, You know, all I ever knew and all the kids around me knew were the sort of the the few streets that we grew up upon. And so we didn't really have much sort of access to the world outside of us. And that's one of the things that poverty does, I think. But it was also a very sort of hyper-masculine time and a hyper-masculine city. Obviously, it was an industrial city, so its fortunes were made in uh, shipbuilding, in steel, in coal. And so that meant that the men sort of were very masculine men. And then for a young boy like me or a young boy like Shuggy, who is just effeminate and a little bit precocious, and he's just seen by everyone around him as being no right. They don't sort of attribute any sexuality to him. He's a kid, but they just see him as being sort of just too feminine. And that, in a way, is sort of um, a form of misogyny, I think. You know, it's a sort of, it's a homophobia that really stems and 
in, in its roots from being, why would this young boy want to be like a woman or want to be feminine in that way? And so it was just an incredibly difficult time. But it was also a difficult time to be a man, to be a heterosexual man, because there's a very narrow way that, that men were allowed to be. And, and that was sort of very masculine, uh, very hard if any trouble came to them, uh, hard drinking, hard living. And that's a, that's a difficult way to be too. Douglas, you said it wasn't an easy time to be a man in 1980s Glasgow, but I'm not sure it was much easier for the women. Uh, a lot of this book focuses on the relationship between Shuggy and his mum, Agnes, who is an extremely complicated woman. Can you introduce us to Agnes? Yes. Uh, so Agnes is actually the heart of the book. Um, and Agnes Bain is a very sort of proud, uh, hardworking mother of three children. Uh, she is incredibly beautiful and she sort of models herself on a Glaswegian Elizabeth Taylor. But Agnes is a very sort of proud and vain woman and she is really that sort of model of when really even when there's nothing in the cupboard or when there's trouble at home, she never sort of steps over the front door without having a, her face full of makeup and her hair done and really the best clothes she can afford. And so it's that sort of vanity that begins to sort of separate her from the people around her or that sort of um, empty pride. But Agnes um, starts off with a lot of hope in the book, although she is sort of chafing at the tightness of her life or at the, at the situation of her life. But after she is sort of abandoned or brutally sort of abandoned by her husband, Big Shug, she begins to descend into alcoholism. And it's really sort of her three children, Catherine being the oldest daughter, Leek the middle son, and then the, the sort of the center of the book, Shuggy, who is the baby of the family, who stay by their mother's side and try to sort of save her from her addiction. And it is Shuggy who stays by her side the longest. Mm. As with many other authors on the shortlist this year, this is your debut novel, which is really incredible. Uh, and before this, you worked in fashion, Douglas. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Shogi is my debut novel. Actually, I've been working on it for about 10 or 12 years now. And, you know, part of that was because I had to work around, as you say, I had a day job. I'm actually by trade a knitter, which is a very Scottish thing to be. But uh, that brought me out to New York and to work for really large fashion companies out here. And but the reason why Shuggy took 10 years is because New York's a very demanding city, you know, and fashion's a very demanding job. And so I had to steal a lot of time to write. Writing is my, my main passion uh, and is actually my career now. But, you know, I would write on the subway in the morning. I would write uh, sort of in the very late nights when I got home from work. And I loved nothing more than actually flying to Hong Kong uh, with my job because it gave me 16 hours on a plane just to sit down and take notes and write dialogue and just think about my characters. Um, but also part of the reason why the book took uh, 10 years is because I found an enormous comfort in the world. Um, I wanted to spend as much time with the characters as I could and sort of just be there with them. So I was kind of loath to let them go and I didn't want to, I didn't want to finish in a funny way. Um, but, but that's the story behind the book. In a way, was it connecting back with home when you're living a long way away? Yeah, I think that's absolutely it. And not only just sort of connecting with a place and a time, but also connecting with a sort of set of circumstances. As I said, I was, um, I grew up the queer son of a single mother, but my own mother also, uh, you know, all my memories of her involve uh, alcoholism. It wasn't necessarily that she was uh, drinking every single day, but just sort of alcohol was always on the landscape of her life. And when I was about 16, my mother actually succumbed to her illness. She 
she died of her alcoholism. And so I think in a lot of ways, part of creating the book was my ability to go back in time and spend time with her. And there's nothing more healing than actually writing fiction because you get to control the narrative in a way that certainly a child that's dealing with trauma cannot, you know, you can't control anything when you're actually, when you love an addicted parent. And so going back and writing the book was a way to sort of bend uh, circumstances to my will and to sort of get answers where answers really don't exist in real life. Um, and so I just enjoyed that sort of space there. I guess it, it's quite common for first-time authors to to write some sort of fictionalised version of their life. And it sounds like this has been a really constructive thing for you. Where does it leave you when you think about maybe writing the next book, Douglas? Well, I think growing up in Glasgow is just a really rich scene because you said it earlier, there's so many sort of issues at play there. There is sort of uh, the working class, there is the struggle for survival, there is what misogyny is, there was homophobia, but there's also an awful lot of humour and pride and love and uh, optimism, even uh, even sort of during hard times. And so actually, Claire, I've written, um, and I'm about to sort of about to announce it to the public, but actually I've finished my second novel already. And that actually also sort of um, deals with what 90s Glasgow looks like. The wonderful Douglas Stewart there. If you haven't read his book, Shuggy Bane, I'd really recommend checking it out. It is the winner of this year's Booker Prize. I'm Claire Nichols, back with a regular show for you next week. Talk then. Hold up. 